It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled! Corn Husker? More like Corn Sucker. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a non-fourth quarter finishing desert. I am joined today by all the boys. The boys are back, and I'm looking at a bunch of winners. Boys, we did it seven years in a row. The Hawks brought home the Corn Belt, the Heroes Trophy, beating Nebraska, outscoring them 19-0 to in the fourth quarter, gave us all heart attacks. I thought I was going to – I had steam coming out of my ears. I was uh, a little worried about it. So wanted to get just a little bit of your guys' thoughts. But first, now that we're all looking ahead at um, the Hawks going to the Big Ten Championship, fortunes just kind of fell our way. Things went right. Big Throw the boat. You, big thank you to P.J. Fleck, baby. Let's get P.J. a round of applause. Thank you, P.J. You know, he did, he did his job and, and, and beat beat Wisconsin. We're going to the Big Ten Championship. So I know a lot of people, a lot of Hawk fans are considering going. I um, thought it would be interesting for us to talk about what the average ticket price is for each conference championship game. Let's see what you guys thought All um, right. before we move into stuff. Now, this is going to be really eye-opening. You're going to be a little surprised. Um out of all the conferences, I just want to ask you guys quick: Who do you think is the most expensive? <clears throat> SEC. My assumption would be SEC. Okay. What about I'm you, Jerry? Go big, I'm going to go Big Ten. Big Ten. Okay. What about you, Kyle? Jeez, I mean, my first thought is SEC, but now, I mean, now that you mentioned the Big Ten, I mean, we were protection this year. Everybody, everybody in the Big Ten was. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up here, okay? So the cheapest out of the Power Five conferences, you can get a ticket to the ACC Championship for $35. Wow. I'm mad. I'm glad you said ACC. I thought we were going to start out with the Iowa Conference Championship, and I was going to be like, Uh, you could go to, you know, Pella, Iowa for – Ten bucks, like a can, like a, a donation of uh, Campbell's chunky chicken Can't noodle soup. Drive, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for starting with the Power Five, Adam. All right, next up on the list, st- at sixty three dollars, you can take a trip to 
the Pac-12 championship for $63. That's uh, pretty cheap. And then moving on, um, the Big 12, $82. Okay, $82 to get in. Now this is where the big bucks start rolling in. All right? The Big 10, the lowest ticket price when we checked, $230 to get your foot in the door right now. So um, the SEC, anyone want to guess what the SEC is? The cheapest ticket. Anybody want to guess? 350 Okay. I'm going to say okay. 400. Okay. All right. Jerry. I feel like we're on the price is right. 410. Yeah. 401. 401. That's my guess. Okay. 500 okay. bucks. 500. All right. The starting price was $399 for the cheapest mm-hmm. ticket to get into the SEC championship game. Well, this is the price is right. That's me. I win. Yeah. Yeah, because we can't go over. Should yeah, I put my hat cool. back on? Listen, Bob Barker. <laughs> I just need you guys to know that when he won that championship, that whole crown thing was not planned. Like, that was just, like, straight improv. So, Matt, well, props to Matt for that. Insider uh, insider information, he was not wearing that in Lincoln this weekend is what we were told. So, you know, the the serving of the beers did not happen because he broke his end of the deal. I forgot about the serving of beers and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, so did I. So did uh, we. <laughs> We were too busy serving our own selves with beer. Oh, man. You were, right. you were wearing that glorious Hawkeye sports jacket. We need to have a photo of it. Oh, we got some photos that will be shared here in a little oh, bit. Oh, there we go. Um, we're, it's not always, that jacket was amazing. That's not always good for me. but we'll So um, we, have, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the game. We're going to dig into that, but just take a seat. Go on this ride with me, and we're going to see where we're going to go. It's going to be interesting here, okay? So – the first three quarters of the Heroes game didn't go so well, okay? Things were not going well for us. We couldn't stop them. They were throwing the ball all over us. They were quarterback, sneaking the ball up the middle nonstop, nothing we could do with it. Things were just getting very, very frustrating. Third quarter ends. I don't think anybody in the stands thought that we had much of a chance, okay? So there's a lot of rumors going around about how we made this – extreme 19 to zero comeback that we might've had a little bit of help and some pictures are surfacing that um, maybe we didn't play a fair game. Um, This there's a gentleman that was spotted in the stadium, a superhero (laughs) sampling, sampling the ice cream. Nacho Libra Hawkeyes. And this is not Bruce Wayne. This is a different superhero. (laughs) <laughs> you know, donning a championship belt. Um, a lot of people are wanting to know who this character is, how our fortunes changed. There's another photo of him walking through. Look, um, it, the Husker fan behind him <laughs> averting his eyes. He didn't even want to look at him. <laughs> well, it's just – and then there was photos of him leaving the stadium. Um, somebody got a photo, and uh, this was pretty interesting, walking out of Memorial <laughs> Stadium <laughs> – so I thought we were going to die a couple times from <laughs> just from the looks of the fans. This guy, we owe him a lot of things, and our research team earned their paycheck today. They tracked down this guy. He go, We've heard a lot of names, but apparently he goes by the name of Hawk Hogan, not to be confused with Hulk Hogan, and he's here joining us today. <laughs> yes. Hawk, Hawk Hogan, Hawk welcome Hogan. to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. How are you doing? 
good. <laughs> all right, man. Well, all, all I want to say is like, yes. I, I don't know what you did, but we were dead to rights in this game. And then you showed up and I'm not really sure what happened, but we're going to start from the beginning. How did you become Hawk Hogan? Give us your origin story. Every superhero has a story of how they started. What's yours? My mom just laid an egg in, in Iowa City, all uphill from there. Oh, she laid an egg. <laughs> he came popped out of an egg. All right. He hatched. Hawk Hogan hatched in Iowa City. Hawk Hogan. You heard it here first. I can't believe it. Okay. That's, came out. I love it. That's not where I saw that one going. But I mean, I get it because you know, birds lay eggs. So you know, he's a hawk. and a ho- I understand it completely. It yeah. makes perfect sense. I love in the, it. In the eternal struggle, the egg came before the hawk to answer that age-old question. <laughs> so, so uh, Mr. Hawk Hogan, um, the initial photos of you being spotted in the stadium and, and partaking in it looks like a chocolate ice cream cone there. <laughs> Um, how was the ice cream in Nebraska? How does it compare to Iowa's ice cream? It was good, but not as good as Iowa's. Okay. Um, rumor on the street is you're a fan of Iowa's own Wells Blue Bunny ice cream, and that's usually all you want to ever have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Um, and now you guys, if you have any questions for Hawk Hogan, Hop on in and let him know because this guy's one of those guys that just poof smoke and he's gone. And so, so Hawk, what's your residual paycheck from this appearance going to be? Because we're uh, four of us on this podcast are very curious as to what the uh, what kind of a payment system you're on here, Jerry. If you think a kid that age knows what the word residual <laughs> means, then you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> um, last time I th- I checked, superheroes don't do it for the money; they do it for the glory and to um to help right, people so, out so I, I digress hawk why are you doing this because usually it's for the glory what is this for for the heroes game trophy there you go All my right. senses tingled i knew that we were losing end of the third quarter just swooped in knew we needed help save the day oh, that's i want to know i want to know if hawk will take off his mask and reveal <laughs> his true identity I doubt it. Well, <laughs> the second part of my question was: Is Hawk going to lose his phone privileges if he didn't do this tonight? I I don't know who he is. I said our research team got him in here, and I I'm just thankful that they were able to figure this out. I have no idea how they even would go have gone about getting him on it's, here. All right, I got it. All right, all right, Hawk Hogan. Who That's is your, who's your who's your you're going to be at every game now. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're going to need you more often. Um, Hawk Hogan, who's your favorite all-time Hawkeye? Probably AJ Epinesa or Nate Stanley. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Not Kyle oh. Slicker. That doesn't come to mind. He's my third. Third. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you made the list. Hey, coincidentally, yeah. Hey, coincidentally, he's Matt's third, too. Good job. <laughs> All right, um, Hawk, Hawk Hogan, uh, why did you disappear so quick after the game? The fans were walking around looking for you and wanted to interview you. I know some local news stations wanted to ask you some questions. Well, where did you go? Oscar Security took me away. Ooh. Oscar Security? 
Wow. So was that painful? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm about. I, I probably couldn't listen to one more "Go Big Red" cheer. Uh-huh. I'm 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 glad it's 270 whatever days until I have to hear that again. Yeah, <laughs> that it was bad. It's pretty loud on TV too. Man. There was a oh. guy behind us. I was whistling. I was about to go punch him in the face. It was so annoying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, they were a little annoying, that Go Big Red stuff. I don't care if I would be happy if I never had to hear that ever again. Um, so, it was like every five seconds. Hulk Hogan, it's time for bed. <laughs> oh. Is that your mom, Hulk Hogan? No, it's my manager. Okay. All right, Hawk Hogan. Well, thank you so much for what you did for us, man. Hey, Hawk Hogan, I got one more question. Who's your favorite Nebraska Hawks Nest personality? All of you guys. Good answer. All right, all right buddy. Thanks, man. All right. We appreciate you helping the Hawkeyes with that 19 point swing in the fourth quarter. You're welcome. All right, go, night, night now. go Hawks. Go Hawks. All right, go go go. See your manager. All right, well, that was awesome. I can't believe you guys got him. I man. Oh. Well, some strings man. made it work. Jeez. You know, there, every once in a while you get somebody on that gives you goosebumps. You're like, man, we got legendary status right in front of our eyes. That's one of those times. Um, all right, guys. I want to see I want to hear what your thoughts were. Jerry, you know, start out with you at the end of the third quarter. What was running through your head? You know, we were oh. not doing so well. We were down 21 to 9. Like it you was know, not going well. I was doing everything I could do to win over the Husker fans in my section, but they just were not having it. They wanted to make sure that I knew that, you know, they were on the brink of uh, victory. And, but it was kind of amazing that um, it was kind of, you know, the way they've had it this year, what is this? Their seventh one score or less loss this year. Yeah. And I mean, it was just kind of, you know, yeah. When that block punt uh, was returned for the touchdown, you just kind of had a sense from the Husker crowd around me. They just, it was kind of like, we've seen this before. And then it was just kind of generally deflated then. Then you got the safety. Then you got the field goal to tie it. And, I mean, honestly, when the I don't know about you guys in your sections, but when they kicked that field goal to tie it, when I would kick the field goal to tie it, there were Husker fans leaving the stadium. It was like they already knew what was going to happen. And, I mean, I'd, in a way I felt for them because I'm like, you know, how, how, how much of a struggle that would be. But, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, you can just you, – you kind of just got a feeling that they thought it was – they had victory in their sights, and it just it got pulled away again. So, But in the meantime – I'm just glad I didn't have to move. I could come home and hold my head high in victory and fly my flag and, you know, just enjoy being a Hawkeye in the Husker State again. Well, Kyle, you were the one out of all of us that watched it on TV. What was your feelings and thoughts um, after that blocked punt? You know, the I'm sure the, the feeling on TV even changed. What, 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 what did you feel was happening in the game, and did you feel like we were going to have a great shot to win that game at that point? So I actually watched this game while uh, hanging Christmas lights on the, on the exterior of my house. And I remember when the block punt ha- happened, I had my phone. I was up on a 24-foot ladder uh, on lights, and I, had my, and I had my phone on its little kickstand on the top of my roof, like the angle part of my roof, and I was watching it. And, uh, you know, Watching that climb all the way up and then the block punt happen, 
I knew immediately the game was over with. I knew that no matter how much time we had left, Nebraska had lost it. And, um, you know, um, again, it's, it, I know it had been a while since uh, uh, they had a block punt, and I remember Sean Considine blocked block a punt. Uh, I believe it was in 04. And, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, man, that's like punching the knife in and twisting it. I mean, it's just done. It's over with. Yeah. The momentum is done. So, yeah, that definitely felt good, and I'm glad that that happened because it definitely changed the momentum of the game and the attitude. And uh, from that point on, I, I was I was a little bit more relaxed because I knew that we'd go ahead. And plus, I don't know if you guys remember, I picked uh, Shudek to uh, win it by three, and I came pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> and if he would have made one more field goal, he would have tied my uh, record, so I'm glad he didn't do that. Oh, really? <laughs> Man, he he did one wow. hell of a job kicking the ball in that game, man. He was on point. Yeah, so the guy so, next to me, the Husker fan next to me, was was talking about the kicker and you know hitting. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, he's hit some long ones this year. He's pretty automatic. He's he goes, yeah, I could stand for him to miss one right now. I go, well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> As he yeah. nails a 48 yarder, I'm like, it's, boom. It's, it's <laughs> well, um, too bad that he. This is his only year, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yep, that well, is. Well, and, and I see him in the second level. Is he able to come back? I, I thought everybody that was there during the the pandemic has an optional extra year if they want it. I'm not sure, man. I'm Might be able rules, to. But... Maybe okay. that'd be well, our only hope to get him back. I don't know who's behind him. I guess, but neither do I. He's well, freaking good. Well, I don't know if you guys saw it, and if not, go out on Twitter or, or on uh, YouTube and find it. But uh, the uh, um, Tory Taylor this week had about a little two-minute thing in his interview talking about how much of a crime he thought it was that Shudak wasn't a finalist for the Groza Award, which, you know, Tory Taylor wasn't even a finalist for the Ray Guy, but he basically said, I don't care about that. But he's like, Caleb Shudak's one of the best kickers in the country. And, yeah, you know, what a it's... what a oversight it was to not have him on the Ray Guy. So I thought that was not a wrong. stand-up of him. Political man, you right. know that's just part of like I feel like that's part of being a Hawkeye, and it's like you know having a chip on your shoulder. We always get overlooked because we're not the sexy team. You know, we're not going to score forty points in a game, so you know we don't get the attention, we don't get the five star recruit, but you know we're going to stay consistent and keep um, keep plowing through, man. You know, ten and two—that's one hell of a record. And there's a lot of teams that don't have nearly as good of records that are ranked ahead of us that is kind of ridiculous. So I'll be interested when the college football playoff poll comes and, out to see where they put us. And just real quick, I looked it up, but Shudak, this was his additional year of eligibility this year. So oh. this is his only year. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I kind of thought I heard that. This was, this was it bad, for man. him. It, yeah, is it, is. it is too bad. He was fun to watch all year long, man. He was Mr. Yeah. Automatic. Well, I, shout I, out. Obviously, I'm a lot older than him. We went to the same elementary school, Lewis Central yeah. Council Bluffs. Lewis Central oh, yeah. Council Bluffs, right across the river. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you, nice. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the Hawks Nest this week, Kyle, but the but the loser got Council Bluffs. So apparently, Council Bluffs belongs to Nebraska now. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's too bad that their taxes are shooting up being in Nebraska. So that's <laughs> not good. All right. Um, when I was sitting in the section and um, I did, I didn't hear much Hawkeye cheering anybody because we didn't have a lot to cheer about. And then all of a sudden, as the fourth quarter started rolling, 
I hear a familiar voice in the next section over and I look and it's the Miller light delight, Matt Meyer. And he is decked, decked out in a tiger Hawk sport coat. Um, I got to be honest with you, uh, Jerry, can you reach out to the research team and see if they got a picture of, uh, of Matt in that? I do not. I, I'm not sure our crack research team did get a photo of Matt. I think we dropped the ball on the sport coat. We there. really did. We really um, did. But the research team is checking into that as we speak. Okay. Okay. Um, that's why we pay him the big bucks. So the hot, Miller. Hot gloves? Yeah, he had those too. Those hot gloves? I he did. Was. Yep, we're working on it here. So, Matt, <laughs> Matt, what what was your thoughts, Matt, when you're watching the game? You know, you're down there in the trenches in a sea of red. And you feel like the air's just been taken out of the stadium. So, what, what were you at, feeling? Yeah, right. At halftime, um, I was, it, I sat in the stand on my seat, and I just sat there and watched the field. And like, tr- I'm trying to like think in my head, like, like talk myself through if the Huskers pull this off. And then all of a sudden, they brought the house, blocked that punt, ran it in for a touchdown. Me and Bodie are standing up, high-fiving, cheering. Oh, touchdown, Iowa! And uh, everybody around, all the Husker fans were sitting down beside us, and they're like, man, we are cursed. They kept saying we're cursed. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Ah, I kind of felt bad for them, but I didn't because it was a rough game up till that point. I got to tell a little little side story. So, you know, Matt sat with my son during the game, and then my daughter – sat with me and you know as a hawkeye fan i think most hawk fans always have that moment where the 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 black and gold puts their meat hooks in your heart and you're there for life like you're you know that you're a hawk for life and um that this weekend that's what happened to my daughter and that was the cool coolest thing ever um and i'm in the stands with her and she is just distressed the whole game putting her hands over her face like oh my gosh why are we doing so bad like i can't believe this like you know she was distraught and i'm like oh my gosh i've never seen you care this much ever about iowa football like she'll watch games occasionally but she doesn't really care that much but you know this one there's a lot of skin in the game you know going back to school on monday with a hawkeye victory you don't have to face that type of criticism from your classmates and getting crap which my kids get crap all the time in school for being hawkeye fans and they have me as their dads, which that doesn't help at all. And um, just to see the, euph- the euphoria and the look on her face and the excitement I, uh, about us winning, it was just like as a dad, was the most fulfilling, amazing thing um, as, you know, our uh, just from a sports perspective, to be able to see my daughter just grab that love for the Hawkeyes. And um, it, it was very, very cool. So um, awesome. Rob, Russ, what what were your thoughts where you guys were at? Um, sit you uh, as well in a sea of red, watching the progression from a pretty dead first three fourths of the game going into the third quarter. Russ, what were you feeling and what were you seeing? I felt like I was a Husker sandwich. I had a grumpy old Husker <laughs> fan to my right, and then another one that I'm married to to my left, um, and both were in my ear the whole first and second quarter. <clears throat> Um, the old man, just every time Iowa would make any kind of mistake, oh, it's typical Iowa, typical Iowa. And I started to get a little uh, heated under the collar. And uh, we applied a couple of uh, great hits. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot like Iowa, too. Yeah. Smash your Huskers into the dirt. And um, yeah. The grumpy old man, about three minutes after we blocked that punt, 
uh, turned beet red. He was as red as his Husker hat and walked out and never came back. Oh, uh, they, couldn't take, they couldn't take the heat. Um, <clears throat> and about probably uh, three, four minutes into the fourth quarter when you could see that their defense was exhausted and we were uh, pushing them off the line of scrimmage, our offensive line, three or four yards, probably yep. a third of my section left. So finally I had some uh, Hawkeyes around me and uh, my wife got pretty quiet. So that was nice too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we really saw that game, the whole mantra of the break the rock mentality. You know, we were pounding it and pounding it. And then you just saw right as that third to fourth quarter the change started to happen and we just started pushing them down the field. And it was like, you guys said the, the seats thinned out so many seats in our section opened up and, you know, Husker fans were leaving. And I know my, my wife got shoved from behind by like an 80 year old man, um, really? told, her to, told her to sit her ASS down. And uh, so she, so you, you want to know what my wife does out of principle? Yeah. She stood the, stood the whole game. Didn't yeah. sit down at all, just to just to piss him off even more. But I have never, boy, Kyle. I, I, ooh, uh, beer time. But I've never in my life <laughs> been in an in a, an arena or a, a a building where there was blood in the water and they were ravenous. They wanted Hawkeye blood bad, and they thought they were going to get it, and then not so fast. We took Pulled it right back. out from underneath them. Yeah. Oh, you know so. that's why they play four quarters, boys. So at sixty so, minutes long. So Adam, yep. I the crack it was research like Christmas staff, in November. <laughs> the, uh, the the crack research staff has come up with crack research photo staff. Of, <laughs> they're great. They're going to they win an are. Emmy or something. So there we oh, go. There, there is, he is. There's there the is. beauty that is. Oh, Matty Ice on game day. <clears throat> if you're listening to this on podcast, you owe it to yourself to get on YouTube and check out. The Miller Light delight in all of his glory right now. He looks unbelievable. <laughs> I was always told horizontal and vertical motifs do not go together, but he pulls it off. He, he, I tell he you, reps I, that with a style all his own. I was Panache. getting compliments from Husker fans about my outfit, actually. Uh, <laughs> yes, they were like, you know, I can't even be mad at that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That oh. is that is called panache, I believe, is the word. If you look it up in Miriam's uh, Webster's dictionary, and I don't know who that bum was you took a picture with there, but that was really nice of you to like pose with a fan like that. That was cool. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, I do what I can. Oh, this I got to show you guys. This is one of my favorite pictures. I mean, uh, I don't know. I rewatched the game today, and at the end of the game, um, Kurt got emotional. Like he legit was like holding back tears, and he's like, "I gotta go. I gotta go celebrate with my team." And like he. The dude was about ready to cry, and I'm like, I'd run through a wall for that man. Doing, you know, just the way he cares. But look at that picture, man! Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I love it. West Division champions, baby, outright. Oh, God, that looks good. Uh, holding up those trophies. So, you guys that are listening on the podcast, it's a picture in the lo- the Nebraska locker room of Gary Barta ho- holding up the West Division champions trophy, and then Kirk holding the Heroes game trophy. So. That was uh, that was pretty awesome. And then we got some other photos here. Uh, we got our friend Jason Mason, the Hawkeye Hype Kid's dad. Nice posing with the the corn belt, like looking like a freaking badass there. That's yeah. awesome. Great guy drove us down there in a in a bus, and then um, we got old Jer Bear here. Look Ooh, at that picture. Yeah. That's like a, it's like a glamour <laughs> shot. 
<laughs> I was. Just like, just like just like one. Man, <laughs> looking good. And then, you know, the Miller Light Delight and I had to celebrate, hit the town, you know. Light, delight. To the vic- to the victor goes the spoils. And uh we, we, che- we checked out the local watering holes in so, in Nebraska and there's there's a photo of us downtown cracking a beer as so, we speak. So the text message I got, somebody shared that to me and said, Why is that guy holding up a number one? It was a Husker fan. And said, Why is one of your friends holding up a number one? I said, Because he was telling how many victories Nebraska's had in the series in the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> I got no res- I got no response off of that one. So Touche. Oh. Touche. Very nice. Well um, put. <laughs> No, that was that's a good one, Jerry. And well, like, that's that's good. good. I like it. So, yeah, that. anytime the Huskers want to say, Why are you holding up a number one finger? It's like, Yeah, well, you know, that's how many victories you've got in the series like in the last 10 years. So, <laughs> anyway, well, all right. And this gives you like a little bit of an idea of what we had to deal with this picture out at the uh, the bars. That's uh, a <laughs> it's a Husker fan right there. Yeah, the um, funny part about that is the bartender told us that that her and her uh, were swingers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> like yep. stay away from them. They're swingers. <laughs> yep. So every time I looked over, so you guys listening on the podcast, it's a picture of uh, a, an old cougar flipping me off, like a Nebraska fan. So um, she's got the cheetah scarf on and a Husker shirt. And can you take that off real fast? Kyle? Yeah, getting nervous. Here. Nightmares. <laughs> oh man, she. So like the we're sitting there having. Coming to get me. We're sitting there. We're sitting there having drinks and. I just kept feeling like, like you know that feeling when someone's looking at you, and so I, I'm like, I look over, and then there she is, nonstop, like flipping me off, and I'm just like, and she kept saying, "F you, Hawkeye," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, okay." That was <laughs> me- that was meant to, that was supposed to be taken literally, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> well, a, we didn't. We didn't. That, Matt, was, that was her way of the end, yeah. Matt and I chose not to partake in their swinging, so. Um, <laughs> We we did not. Um, and that wasn't going to happen. No, no, we weren't interested. That's not what we were out for. We're two happily married men. And then um, we got the uh, some Hawkeye fans we ran into you to celebrate. That was a really fun group. So yeah, we had a had a great time with some local Hawkeye fans. So a really really great trip. Always have a fun Very time nice. going to Lincoln, especially when we come away with the victory. <clears throat> The guy and the gal in that picture in the middle there uh, actually were pretty good friends with Marty Pottebaum. They were talking about knowing him and his family and how great of a how great of a family they are. So that was that was kind of neat to hear. And yeah, well, one good... of our one of our tailgaters was actually a cousin of Marty Pottebaum when we were. Oh there. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a great, great, great guy, great family. So that's that's fun to hear about Hawkeye football players. I just think there's a lot of that that gets missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, Kyle said before, and I I love that Kyle said this, that we, they focus on getting high character guys, guys that are good people. They're going to come in there and they're going to work their butt off. They're going to go to class and they're going to represent the the team in the community in a positive light. So, um, you know, you have that one in a, however many, you know, that doesn't, but for the dang 99.9% they you know, they're, they're great young men that we bring in. It's a lot to be proud of. So, Adam, if I hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder here. If I, yep. you know, speaking of great young men, but can we talk to Kyle about that big old bling in the front of his camera right Ooh. there? And, yeah, yeah. Like, 
I mean, I've been staring. You know, it's like the sparkle off. It keeps distracting me, and I don't know what's going on here. So, Kyle, Kyle, tell us about that. Why don't you? Uh, well, I, you know what? You talk about a 10 and 2. Let me go grab it real quick. Hold on one sec. All right. All right. All well, right. B- boys, while he's grabbing that, I want you to get your minds prepared because we're about ready to do a bowl pick em, Okay. And the Miller Light Delight has the chance if he wants to put the crown on the line for the bull pick him, he can. So <laughs> get ready. Oh, look at that. Wow. Two of them. Well, All see, right. this, it, I, I thought that this one said 10 and 2 on it, but the 2002 season, we also had 10 and we were 10 and 2. Um, but uh, yeah, these are my two Big Ten championship rings. Like you guys, I've told you guys before, and Adam, you know, I let your sons wear these i think matt you saw them too in person these just yes. sit in my basement. that was these awesome just my basement these just sit in my basement man my kids like they don't know what the heck these are they just think that they're you know like cool daddy's cool rings they have no clue and these, <laughs> these mean a lot these mean a lot to me because these represent heck yeah you know like the guys that the guys that i played with and uh the great experiences that i had i mean i cannot i guys i was just a kicker who knew how to kick a football you know and uh, the guys that uh, helped us win all those, all those, um, the other guys who helped us win all those games, all those years. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be a part of all that. So, yeah, man, awesome. I got the, I got the 2004 Big Ten Championship ring and Capital One Bowl ring. Um, nice. Sorry, there you go. There but, you go. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with that's, us, man. Those are cool. Yeah, and the two thousand so podcast Big listeners. Big that's another thing to look in at, at is those rings that Kyle's showing us here. Um, yeah, it, from back from 2004, right, Kyle? 2004, right here, and 2002, right here. Okay, very cool, very cool. And the only reason why I'm putting it, the only reason why I brought these out is because we're playing for Big Ten championship. Heck yeah, makes sense That's to me. Very fitting, Kyle. That is awesome. Thanks, man. So, Kyle, do you still have your hat? Not that we would have prompted this or talked about it before the call, but um, do you still have the hat? What was that feeling like to win that championship and come back and find that and just uh, find the merchandise in the locker and realize that you guys had just won the conference title? It's pretty cool, man. You know, I remember uh, I got carried across the field. I got carried across Kinnick because uh, really because I got trapped. Uh, the, the, the trophy presentation <laughs> – the trophy presentation stage was like on the opposite side of the field. And I remember after we beat Wisconsin in the four, um, uh, yeah, the crowd rushed, you know, the stadium, the stadium was, uh, they rushed the stadium and um, I got trapped and they carried me all the way across the field to the stadium. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that was, uh, I think that was the last, you guys might have to, I can't remember. But, I, you know, I played in both old, the old locker room and the new locker room, like the south end zone. That was around the time when the south end zone was being built. And I'm pretty sure that was the last year that we had the old north, it would have been the northeast side locker room, which was super cool. The showers were literally just pipes with holes drilled in them. Wow. <laughs> Dude, hey, like, yeah. Like we would, wow. we would win game. We'd win games. Go up those stairs, and we'd all get in the shower. And uh, you know, <laughs> y- 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 you'd have a big. Uh, there's a big, uh, big like um, horse trough, or uh, uh, one of those things. Those big black tubs that they use to f- uh, feed cows with water or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, cattle uh, troughs. 
cattle shop. I mean, those were filled with Gatorade, and we all go in there, and the the pipes were literally just copper pipes with like holes drilled in them, and they would turn on the showers, and it sounded like a helicopter coming on, and the water would start spraying, and then the drainage system was so messed up that we would, after a few minutes, we'd all just be like slumping around like a foot of like all of our filth. <laughs> Oh god, <laughs> so bad, but so awesome too. So awesome. <laughs> Those were the good old days. Yeah. The good old days. And then, and then they built the south end zone, and you know, like we're uh, we were treated like royalty pretty much from then on. You know, it's, uh, they're very fortunate to have that. The, the old locker room, man. There's a lot of uh, a lot of old memories in that, man. You know, I was there from two to four, and mm. then the new locker room from I think. The end of 04 to 06. So, pretty cool, man. Crazy. All right, boys. Well, looking forward to this Saturday. I'm so freaking excited. Uh, we've been wanting this for a long time. Since 2015 or is our last time there. We're going to be going to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis to take on a really hot Michigan team right now who just <clears throat> knocked off Ohio State. Now, Michigan is a 10 and a half point favorite in the Big Ten Championship. This is really a matchup nobody saw coming. I think everybody really thought it was going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin. That was kind of the two trendy picks of where everyone thought. Um, This is Michigan's first ever appearance in the Big Ten Championship. It's Iowa's second. So we got Iowa at 10-2, and Michigan at 11-1. and So both coming off of, of, of victories here in the last week. And again, huge thank you to Minnesota and P.J. Fleck for giving us that extra boost we needed to get to the, the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> Jerry, Jim Harbaugh, and his Michigan Wolverines, they're hot right now, man. They're favored by 10 and a half. Who are you <laughs> taking in this one? And they are on a roll. And, you know, straight up, I'd have a very hard time picking it. But I'm honestly, I like, I'm going to be a homer because I always am. But I like our chances because Harbaugh early in the season made it no secret he wanted that Ohio State game. They just had a huge, huge victory. And now they've got to turn back around and try to play and play. Well, not try. They'll play for the Big Ten championship now. But that Ohio State-Michigan rivalry is so big. And maybe this is just hopeful thinking. But I think that uh, I like our chances because we're catching them off the tail end of them finally putting an end to the streak and uh, and probably what's the biggest rivalry in sports. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a little bit of an emotional edge. Kyle picks with emotion. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to look into the emotion of the Wolverines and say, I like Iowa catching them on the rebound after such a big victory. Okay. You know, Kyle, um, I don't know if you were able to watch this game on TV, but the fans rushing the field and the scene there in Ann Arbor was so cool to uh, watch all those people take the field and just like, the joy of finally being being able to knock off Ohio State, like I could totally feel for them. Like, what a big moment, uh, Kyle! Give us a little insight uh, from a former player. What it's like coming off such a big, big emotional game like that, and who who you're taking in this game on Saturday? Well, first of all, first of all, it still annoys me. Everyone, when anyone refers to it as the big house, it's just not that intimidated it really isn't yeah um but you know i uh i'm, I'm definitely going with Iowa on this I, i'm i'm pulling for my man shudak i really want him to go out with a game winner something big something to be remembered by um 
you know, obviously if that doesn't happen, I want it to be a big blowout. When uh, I saw that it was going to be Michigan um, and they pulled out the Vic against Ohio State, I, I'll admit, man, I was a little scared. I was just because Michigan, when they're rolling, they're hot. But coming off a big victory, in my experience, you do get a little complacent. It's really tough to keep that momentum going. And uh, it reminds me of when we beat, was, uh, we beat Minnesota uh, in 2004 at the Metrodome, and that's when I set two school records. And, you know, I just remember that whole week of preparation before the Wisconsin game to win the Big Ten Championship everyone just kept reminding everyone everyone kept reminding everyone about how we need to forget about last week and move forward so uh, obviously michigan they're a world-class uh, organization i'm sure they have the right people there telling them what to do keeping their minds straight um but coming off of a big victory like that it is tough to keep that, that momentum going so uh, i i also hope that uh, we will capitalize on that um and hopefully catch them with their pants down a little bit <laughs> All right. Well, I, I like it. I like where we're going with these picks. I hope you guys are right. Um, the, the, the fans want to know, in Indianapolis, will the Miller Light Delight make an appearance at Lucas Oil Stadium and be there to cheer on his Hawkeyes? And Fans want to know. And, Matt, <laughs> who are you taking in this game? Number five, Michigan, at Lucas Oil against the Hawkeyes, 16th ranked. Ten and a half point favorite, Matt. Let us have it. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna. I've picked Iowa all year. I mean, that's just who I'm gonna pick, and I. I really do think that that emotional game. You know, it's gonna be a little bit like when you know that game after we beat Penn State. You know, we came out flat against up against Purdue. I mean, yeah. you take that much emotion, that much. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to swing that to the next week and get, tough, get over that hump. And I just think that we're gonna we that, you know that should help us at least. And I'd love to see our kicker kick for three to win it too, man. That'd be great. Win by three, I'm fine with that. Win's a win. Yeah, win's win, a win. Yeah, win a win by one. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Matt, and you know what's your response to your to your to your fans like? You know? <laughs> so, I got so Matt, Matt, just to I clarify, got... just to clarify, Adams being nice. It wasn't fans; it was a fan wants to know if you're going to go to Indianapolis. Oh, so. wait, what? That's not what the research team told me. <laughs> all right, we'll let him off. Some, I got some logistics to work out. We'll see. All right, all right, Russell, the muscle. <clears throat> What are you thinking this week? Michigan, Iowa, in Indianapolis, an awesome city, such a fun place to go. They do it right. It is a fun place to go to a it game. To those of you on audio, that would be Russ Zilla, not Russell the Muscle. Russell so, the Muscle, yeah, a.k.a. Oh, rook ahead. It's Russ Zira. And <laughs> Russ, I want to know. You know, if you've had any experience with Michigan fans, you know, from the fan perspective, what are those guys like to tailgate with? You know, are they fun to have a beer with just like any other Big Ten fan? You know, tell us a little bit about, you know, what those type of fans are or what, you know, how, how they are to tailgate with and who you're picking in this game. Yeah, I've been to the uh, big house twice um, for Iowa games. We had one really good, uh, my first trip up there, can't remember what year I'm old. Uh, but uh, we had a really good game, and we beat them by, I believe, like 17, something like that. But 
uh, we actually took a tour up there and, and flew to Detroit. We had a bus that bussed us to Ann Arbor and getting off the bus and walking across the parking lot, my overalls, a little bit nervous. You know, you're right outside of Detroit. I'm like, boy, am I going to get shot standing out here? And I don't know that yeah. I bought a beer for myself that whole weekend. Um, and the second trip was very much the same. Um, you know, I've had really pretty good experiences. And then when Michigan's come to Iowa City, for the most part, I've had good experiences with their fans. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like everybody else. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think the emotion for Michigan last week, uh, you know, Michigan played a phenomenal game on Saturday. I mean, they were damn near flawless in every aspect of the game. Uh, I don't, I've watched quite a bit of Michigan this year and I don't see that, um, you know, continuing this Saturday. So, um, yeah, I'll take uh, Iowa. I think we'll win by six. Um, right. You know, one, one good stat is we're, you know, plus 13 in turnovers this year as a team, and Michigan is flat even. So, um, so you got to guess that there might be a chance that we can uh, cause a couple, force a couple of fumbles, get an interception or two out there. All right. It's help. I want to see what you guys are hearing right now. Um, I've been doing a little bit of digging, um, and I'm going to start with you, Russ, because you're, you know, the the college football junkie, um, as am I. But you you read a lot, you listen to a lot of stuff, and uh, what are you hearing that if we win, what bowl game we might end up going to, and if we lose, where we might be going? I hear citrus with a win, uh, which kind of baffles me that it's not the rose. Yeah, uh, right. They're saying Ohio State's going to go to the Rose Bowl. What? So, I that's everything I've read today. So citrus, and then, if, and then if we would lose, uh, possibly the Las Vegas Bowl or the Music City Bowl. Huh. All right, all right. That's weird that you know you go we go ten and two back in you know what was that two thousand ten and go to the Orange Bowl, and now we go ten and two. We're in the Big Ten Championship and. Might be going to the Las Vegas Bowl. Like yeah, that's just weird. Sense. I mean, you would think Michigan to the playoff and then us to the Rose. Right. Well, that that would make sense. So um, I don't know. I guess we're just gonna have to sit back and see what happens, and um, hopefully, we'll be making another trip to Pasadena. Isn't that what happened yeah. last year? Didn't uh, Ohio State go to the playoffs last year, and Wisconsin went to the Rose Bowl? Was that or uh, what was that? I don't know, last I'm thinking year. of another year, but it might have been two years ago. Maybe I'm thinking of. But. Well, I, I remember back when Penn State won the Big Ten championship, <laughs> and they'd only lost one game, and they didn't even make the college football playoff. They get right. They, you know, they sent them to the picked, Rose Bowl. They picked Ohio State to go that year. That was when uh, Barkley was there as their running back. They're easily the best team in the Big Ten that year, and they yeah. got overlooked by uh, you know, by the committee. And Ohio State went to the playoffs, and yeah, Penn State went to the Rose Bowl. It was completely. It was the dumbest pick I've ever seen. And then Ohio State got completely destroyed by Alabama by like 40 points. Well, Mr. Schlicker, are you going to be making a trip to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship? It's tough, man. We went out to breakfast this morning and uh, I said, uh, hey, we should uh, try to go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship. And, of course, my wife is like, I mean, my kids are like, oh, my gosh. And they have no idea what the heck this is. They're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Um <laughs> As soon, as soon as we looked up tickets, of course, everything was sold out. And then my brother-in-law, he's like, well, you played for Iowa, so shouldn't you get like, free tickets? I'm like, 
can't you just like make a phone call? You know? like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I'm you don't have Kirk on speed dial. He can't just hook you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, the complex, the football complex over there, has some allotted tickets. Uh, so the pressure's on me, man. We'll, it'll be a game time decision. I, I think that if we have a couple more weeks to prepare for this. Uh, we'd definitely be going, but I don't know, man. It's going to be a game time decision. Well, Kyle, just so you know, LeVar Woods already announced on Twitter that how excited he was, but he does not have tickets for anybody asking. So don't call don't call LeVar Woods don't for any tickets. <laughs> I, I thought Kyle was going to say, Merry Christmas, boys. I'm taking you to the Big Ten Championship. I got the hookup. <laughs> if, if, if I was going to do something like that, like Ken O'Keefe is still there. Coach Ferentz, obviously. Uh, you know, I played Brian. But if I was going to do something like that, especially for a Big Ten championship game, I'd probably make the drive. I'd probably make the drive and knock on the door and go sit in Coach Francis' office and, you know, and ask. Party. You know, hey, Party crash. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I, I, we, spent, we, spent, we spent five years with each other, you know, like it was a pretty intimate years. And, yeah, he'd probably know, let you stand out on the field with him. Well, yeah, and, you know, that's how You could do the coin flips. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, really cool. <laughs> you know, something something like that, especially for a Big Ten championship game. I feel that, that at least me personally, I would want to drive, knock on the door. Now, you know, when you when you go to the Jacobson, when you go to the athletic building, it's not like it was in the past where, you know, now they have that huge, sexy building. It's just uh, like I remember I, I went there several years ago just a visit and my son was super young and we walk in the door and immediately there's this really young like intern greeting me at the door like hi uh how may i help you and i'm like um i i'm you know i i introduced myself and i say i'm a player and you know they didn't know who i was and that's okay you know it's, it's not a deal but my point is things have changed and you know, it's not like the old Jacobson athletic building, which is still across the street, by the way. And, uh, you know, where a few years after I graduated, I, I could literally visit anytime I wanted. And I still knew everybody. Everyone was still there. All the secretaries, everyone was still there. So it's a little harder now. And me personally, me talking about myself, like I just, I feel like, uh, I'm much rather, uh, would, go and tailgate with some friends and go to a bar afterwards. Um, sure. If I, I, have, I have been back a few times, um, and sideline passes are great, but honestly, uh, going, to, going to a bar, because uh, i got kids now too, it just makes things easier. Yeah. yeah. All right. And, uh, I don't know about you guys. I had this image of Kyle get walking in Kirk's office, kicking his feet up on top of the desk, be like, yeah, Kirk, hook me up. And Kirk's like, I haven't heard out of you for the last 10 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've, guys, I've, I've had dreams about this. I really have. Um, you know, envisioning, you know, I, I, again, I've been back many times, but like the one regret that I do have is, is I wish I would have established a little bit more of a better relationship with Coach France because, you know, when you have a coach like that and you, you, you have so, so much success that we have, in those five years, I mean, still, I think those five years I was there are still to this date the, the five most uh, successful consecutive years in school history. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, you know, 
and I, I've talked to him about this too. And, um, you know, I'm confident that I could do that. I could just walk in and be like, Hey man, what's up? What's up with all this? What's with all these interns you got at the front door? What's going on? He'd probably say the same thing, you know, and um, things have changed. You know what I mean? It's just uh, times have changed. Uh, COVID obviously changed stuff. But, uh, I mean, guys, man, I'm, what is it, 2021? I'm 16 years graduated. That's, that's the battles to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of time for things to change. So, anyway. Right. I could talk for well, hours about this stuff, man. I love it. That's super <laughs> cool. You know what? You Sometimes you should just reach out and say hi and talk to him. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. I think that'd be awesome. All right, boys. Well, hopefully well, the next he, time. He didn't, he, he didn't know I was stopping by. One time he didn't know I was stopping by. He was really happy to see me. Cool. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Good deal. Good deal, man. Very cool. Well, I'm hoping next time. Me. Next what time we all get together, we're gonna have a, a Big Ten championship to celebrate. Man. One time, uh, one time Adam stopped by without telling him to, and a security got called. So you know, it feels special, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do you want me to tell him what you were doing when I showed up? <laughs> no, you know, no. Okay, no, I didn't think it's, so. It's amazing. <laughs> that guy remembers uh, the smallest details. Uh, you know, after all these years, he still remembers like exactly what I said the day I committed in his house. You know what I was wearing, what my mom and dad were wearing. Like, he's got a pretty incredible memory, man. I've heard that. Nice. That's, that's pretty crazy. All right, guys. Well, good luck this Saturday. <laughs> Wherever all of us will be watching the game. Um, tickets are expensive, so. What are you not as here? expensive as the SEC. Yeah. Well. Hey, hey Adam, what's everybody's thoughts on who's going to be the starting quarterback? Um, everything that I'm hearing and seeing is that Spencer Petrus is going to start. I can't yeah, see him not starting yeah. Petrus after after playing Nebraska and him coming in. I mean, I, I just, you know, Alex Padilla's quarterback coach that he works out with in the offseason has been sending out some tweets pretty pissed off and frustrated that um, that he was, you know, I don't know if he was benched or what, how that went down or, or anything, but it really gave us the injected energy that we needed. Well, one of the podcasts I listened to said his voice was because he had the flu and his voice was so raspy and bad that uh, the line of scrimmage, they couldn't hear him calling out the play call anymore. Okay. So that's part of the reason they pulled him out and that he was still suffering from flu symptoms. So he just didn't have the energy level and didn't have the pop that we're used to. You could tell. I mean, you could tell when he was out there. He was underthrowing players. Like a lot of his passes were underthrown. Like, you know, his energy wasn't all quite there. You could kind of see that. And then Padilla or uh, Petrus came in and he was making those passes. He actually scrambled out of the pocket when it clasped. A couple yes. Of times. There. I wow. was impressed. I, I mean, he did. He must have watched Padilla and took some notes, maybe. I don't know, but it, he looked a lot better. Kyle, what were you going to say? It was Padilla's, uh, yeah. quarterbacks, Padilla's high school quarterback coach. Yeah, not not Ken O'Keefe. Yeah, hi. Yeah, it's a guy he works out with in the off season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was, you know, if it's if it's if it's his high school quarterback, I just that just sounds so weird to me. You know, like I. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have worked out with anybody else that 
Iowa didn't sanction, like, you know, give them go ahead. Yeah, quarterbacks are doing that kind of thing now. It's so weird, man. You're competing for a starting position. It's just time to change, man. You know, I'm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. No, they really have. So. All right, boys. Well, I think to finish that up, times have changed, and we were all seven years younger the last time Nebraska beat Iowa. So, you know, that's that's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, (laughs) congratulations to each of you for seven years in a row beating Nebraska Heroes Game Champions. And um, hopefully next time we talk, we'll be um, doing a Swarm the 402 podcast before a week before our next bowl game. And hopefully I'll be looking at a bunch of Big Ten champions. Heck yeah. Great. Go Hawks. Go All Hawks. right, guys. Go Hawks. Good to see you guys again. All good right, good to see, to see you, Kyle. Too, man. Thanks, man. Cheers, dude.